wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Kurita and I am your host today. Thank you for tuning in with us. It's our privilege, it's our uh, honor to be able to open the Bible with you today and to learn from the Bible and apply in our life. As I like always to say this, you can be part of the program because you just need to send us a text message to 048880811 with a prayer request, with a thought, a question. Today, in particular, we are going to look this uh, question how does prayer change my world oh what a question in the context we are living right now with all the things going on in the world we approach under this theme for the whole week this aspect of rediscovering prayer and we talked about uh, does prayer work why bother praying I thought that was a great question and we had a lovely discussion on that can prayer be hindered? What did Jesus teach about prayer? What practical advice do you have for new prayers? And as I said today, we are looking into this. How does prayer change my world? Please stay with us for the whole hour because I've got uh, quite a, a full program. I've got a couple of guests with us, uh, some of them right from the border of Ukraine and they will share with us some of the great work they do there to help the to help people there and also I've got uh, with us uh, uh, as usual uh, David uh, Delima the director of Family Voice Australia but first of all I would like to say uh, hello and welcome to our co-host here in the studio uh, Tracy Papandreou good to have you with us Tracy hi Nick and hi to all the listeners uh, hey Tracy, uh, uh, times goes fast and, uh, and th- uh, since I've seen you last time Lots happened, hasn't uh, it? Lots of things happened yeah. here in Australia and overseas also Absolutely. I mean, in particularly overseas, this is the, the you know, breaking news on all channels, uh, the war in Ukraine uh, But for us here in Australia, also it's quite a big uh, issue with the floods we have in Queensland and uh, New South Wales Absolutely Look, I believe that today, during this program, we will uh, focus a little bit more on prayer and to uplift in prayer those people in need. We are going to use or utilize, if you like, uh, intercessory prayer today. And um, I would like, actually, before we come back to you, Tracy, and uh, get into the program, uh, to go to David De Lima for uh, a few minutes. Uh, David, it's good to have you with us. Thank you for, uh, for tuning in. Well, thank you, Nick and Tracy. It's lovely to be broadcasting with you once again. Hi, David. Now, I know uh, because we are uh, on Zoom, um, it may be a bit uh, tricky, you know, the, the sound, but hopefully everything will go um, right. David, let me just ask you right from the beginning um, uh, a question here. How do we know that God hears our prayers? Yes, well, that's a great question to start off with, Nick. I think we need to recognize the words of Jesus at the outset. He said that the kingdom of God is like a king who gave a great wedding feast for his son. So there we see kingship 
we see weddings and we see fatherhood. Now, fatherhood is a very important thing. Uh, you and I are both fathers, Nick, and we know that when our children ask us, we hear. So the, one of the reasons why we have children in the first place is so that all of us get a better idea of the fatherhood of God. And even pagan fathers love their children, Jesus said, you know, on a bad day. And that means that even pagan fathers are prophetic in relation to the way in which God does hear our prayer mm. and he, understand, he understands our needs. So I think our, our very humanity confirms to us powerfully that God is our father, a loving father who does hear and though he doesn't answer prayer often in the way that we may wish, and isn't that the case with children asking their parents for things that are impossible or unwise or unsafe, in the same way, uh, it doesn't mean that there is no God or that he doesn't hear. Quite the opposite. He is hearing and he is listening. That's right. Thank you, David. And uh, does prayer make a difference? Yes, absolutely. Because uh, without prayer, we can do nothing. Uh, Jesus provided the wonderful example because he was very much a man of prayer. Uh, he would pray and pray. Uh, he'd go out on his own to the wilderness and pray. And uh, it's a great joy to be in wilderness places. And as a young man, I certainly enjoyed very much going for a walk in the scrub. Uh, I used to live in Wyala, right on the edge, and mm. uh, to go out into the wilderness and pray. And, um, yeah, so our Lord Jesus has set us the example If, if anyone didn't need to pray, it would have been him. But he, mm. he felt the need to pray, and he wanted to pray, and has taught us how to pray. So absolutely, prayer is the most, most valuable and important thing to, to make change to the world. Absolutely right. And while you're mentioning uh, our Lord Jesus Christ, David, uh, what did Jesus say uh, about persisting in prayer? Yes, indeed. He, he gave us examples. He spoke about Uh, a woman who wasn't getting justice and how she would badger that judge and pester that judge. And he granted justice not because he was a man of justice, but because her persistent uh, cajoling was, was driving him mad. <laughs> so our God is a loving God. So how much more readily will he hear our prayers and grant them? So uh, Jesus made the point that we should persist in prayer, not because God is not listening, but because We ourselves need to be dedicated in prayer. We've got to prove to ourselves, in a sense, that we're serious about it. We've also got to make sure that we pray in accordance with the will of God and not just have our own agenda, you know, Lord, grant me a, a Porsche or a Harley Davidson or something. Uh, well, if that's God's will, fair enough. But if not, let's not be presumptuous. Part of the process of prayer, Nick, is, is not so much to give a wish list to God, but to discern what is his will. Lord, what do you want me to do? And uh, to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done actively, not just saying, oh, God, you get on with it, but, but rather to pray in dedication that we will be his, his voice, his hands and feet, as it were. Absolutely right, David. And um, as I mentioned a bit um, early about the situation here in Australia with the floods going on, David, and you may, uh, yeah, you, I, I believe you saw all those stories coming out and uh, lots of people being hurt here because of uh, loss of the loved ones. Um, would you be able, David, just to pray for the people in Australia, the people in uh, New South Wales, Queensland? And um, yeah, if you know in particular some stories, uh, by all means, please uh, uplift them in prayer. But would you like to to pray right now. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Now, Father, we, we commit to you the people who are struggling 
and uh, many of them isolated still, and there have been a number of deaths. Lord, we commit this whole situation in, in southeast Queensland and northern New South Wales especially to you, and we pray that your people will continue to put their trust in you despite what has gone wrong, uh, and that this whole this whole episode will cause people to turn to you in faith. We do pray that there'd be a wonderful spiritual harvest as a result of what's gone on. But nevertheless, with regard to the practical situation, Lord, we do thank you for the emergency services personnel and others who are simply being neighbourly one to another. Bless them, bless the work of their hands, we pray, and enable them not only to to come through this uh, great challenge, but to rebuild and to rebuild more strongly with better resilience and wisdom uh, as as we rebuild after this uh, this great challenge that's come upon Australia. So we commit the situation to you now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, David, thank you so much for uh, taking a bit of time to come with us and share with us. May God bless you and be with you as you are continuing to share and stand tall with uh, Family Voice Australia through all the challenges and uh, visiting people, different churches, different groups, uh, and, um, uh, you know, keeping an eye also on uh, the the politicians and all those aspects. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. Uh, looking forward to see you back in the studio as soon as possible. Uh, I'll see you next week, Nick. Okay, you take care. <laughs> this program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. It was lovely to talk to David, but uh, I like now to just turn uh, to somebody who I know. I mean, at least I know um, his parents, and I think uh, we know each other. Uh, hi, Christy. Uh, good to have you with us from uh, Romania on the border of Ukraine. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. Uh, Christy Dorgo, you just came, you know, from the border and I know you are tired because you spend guys there uh, day and night uh, trying to assist the people and this terrible thing which happens in Ukraine. But you make a difference in the lives of people, of those uh, refugees who are crossing over the border in Romania. I know they uh, it's a huge uh, flux of people in Poland and Romania, those uh, neighboring countries. Uh, Christy, uh, just a little bit of um, first-hand, let's say, tell us, what's the situation there? Okay, thank you for, uh, for this question. Uh, the situation um, is, um, when you look at, at the whole picture, you, you can say that there's, there are good things happening and very bad things happening. Mm. When you talk about good things happening, you look at the volunteers, you look at different uh, uh, churches that are present there to work. They work together. They are very happy to help. Um, they, uh, they are, uh, sacrif- uh, they, they bring a lot of sacrifice and they are very happy to be there, uh, to help, uh, to help the, uh, the other people. But, uh, then comes the bad side of the whole situation when you see cars coming in or people crossing by foot the border, um, when you see tears, when you see desperation, when you see panic, when you see um, fear, mm-hmm. uh, all those um, mixed, mixed up together uh, give a very, very sad picture. And um, sadly, a lot of people that are crossing the border are afraid to stop 
to receive a basic bag of uh, goods, mm-hmm. some food, some water, uh, a hot cup of tea. Uh, they are uh, even afraid to stop to do that. Even if they know that they are in a safe country, they, they have just stepped in the European Union and they are safer, safer than in Ukraine, they are still afraid. They want to drive as fast as they can, as far as they, as they can from, uh, from Ukraine. They just want to flee. Mm. And they, we don't have time to stop. We try to stop them. We try to show them that we only want to serve them. We are there to serve. Uh, but there are a lot of people just skipping that yeah. point and just leaving. And Christian, uh, I understand that many of them, they are just transiting uh, Romania, going to other countries in Europe, you know, like in Germany, Italy, France, and so on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're right. They're trying to get as far as possible. But there are many people who they never never um, cross a border probably or they uh, they just uh, they don't speak another language a part of Ukrainian and that's the difficult side I believe and you came across with those people first hand yeah. and, and uh, I yes. can um, understand when I look even from here uh, on, on the TV you know some of the stories but you being there you see the whole picture and um, that's why today I like to you know pray for those people I may ask you a bit later on to just uh, pray for them because you know exactly how they feel and how they react uh, there. Now, one thing I like to ask you, um, you may have even a story or two uh, to share with us, but uh, uh, I'd like to mention that you are involved also with an organization and I've seen this organization being on the front line. I've seen here on TV in Australia uh, the, the shirts they're wearing and that was ADRA. Now, ADRA yes. is an international um, agency part of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. It's an Adventist Development and Relief Agency. And I was kind of uh, proud in myself to see uh, that uh, Adra people are right there at the border inviting people to come to their uh, tents or um, places where you guys can help. And how it's... uh, And by the way, just on this one, I'd like to mention even to our listener today, If you go on Adra, there is an account uh, in particular set up for Ukraine, and you can help uh, through this organization. It's a great organization worldwide, and they do great work. Please tell me just a few words about Adra. Yes, uh, if uh, someone wants to be involved and help, uh, they can check the website adra.org, and there is a section and the main page, uh, Give Now, um, so everyone can be involved in uh, what's uh, happening in uh, uh, in Ukraine. Uh, by the way, uh, we have uh, three major uh, checkpoints uh, with the Ukrainian border, and I'm happy to say that Adra Adra was one of the uh, the first uh, uh, organization that was present there. It was uh, from the beginning, and we um, we were present there for other people to um, for the Ukrainians to to help. Uh, of course, I uh, I just want to tell you what uh, Adra means. One of the day, one of these days, there was a, a mini van coming, and the driver said, "I know you guys. Uh, I know Adra. I've seen you present in many places where people need help. I don't know you particularly, but I know the name that you have on your vest. So because of that, I want to give." Everything that I have in my van, I want to give to you because I trust you. 
so that you can share with the Ukrainians that are crossing the borders. I don't know you, but I know Adra. I trust Adra, and that's good enough for me. And I was very happy because that's a really good name. And uh, it takes a while um, to create uh, a good name, and I'm happy Adra already has that. Mm, that's that's wonderful, uh, Christian. And um, as uh, as I said earlier, do you have like maybe a story which you like to share, maybe with some of uh, yeah. the people who you encounter personally? Yes, I I can share with you a story that it might it might sum up uh, uh, what's happening there in Ukraine and how is the spirit of those who are crossing the border to Romania. One night, I saw five young people crossing the border. I assumed that they were students and they and that they speak English. So I just greeted them. I said, welcome to Romania. We are here to help. What can we do for you? God bless you. We are happy that God took care of you and took you safe here. And they were very happy to, uh, to be welcomed. And one of the, it was a young girl, one of the students, uh, just stood in front of me looked at me with a very straight face and said, I need a therapist. Mm. And I was, um, I, I smiled uh, and I said, I'm so sorry. We have so many things to share with you, but sadly we don't have a therapist here. And she asked me, do you know why I, I asked you about the therapist? Because I needed to cry. And out of the blue, she burst it out in tears. She started to cry Uh, I tried to calm her down. I tried to talk to her and she, she began expressing her feelings and telling me what happened when she left. She said, when we left Kharkov, they were coming from a big city in Ukraine, which was heavily bombed and under heavy fire. She said, when we left Kharkov, bullets were flying, uh, bombs were falling on the streets that we were traveling to get to the railway station. We didn't know if we'll make it to the railway station or not. When I got to the railway station, I was, I got, I was beaten by three, three guys to take me out of the train so they can take my seat in the train. I was, uh, uh, I was threatened. I, I had a knife at my throat, uh, at, at my throat. Mm. They were, uh, threatening to kill me if I don't, uh, if, if I don't give them my, my seat. Uh, don't imagine that they were sitting mm. on a bench or on a chair. No, mm. they were standing. There were so, they were uh, traveling like cattle. Yes. Honestly. Uh, they, uh, she said there outside the, the train, uh, the train car, there was a, a guy with a Molotov um, cocktail threatening that he will uh, he will uh, throw that uh, cocktail in the car so people will flee and he he will have room to step into the car so he can save his life because that train was traveling uh, to a village that is next to the Romanian border mm. and for many of them that was a life chance mm. a chance to live and uh, uh they had to they had to uh, hold on to their dear life so that they can stay in the train she was she had a lot of bruises she was all purple and mm. blue mm. Uh, uh she had uh, blood on uh, on her hands and on her feet she said i think i'm going to lose my mind the last three days it took her three days not only her, but the, for the whole group, uh, three days to travel from Kharkov 
to the border. They had to walk, they have to travel by train, and then walk again. They have to hide. They had it was it was a tragedy. Yes, and that's a story which could uh, make uh, make a good and real picture of what's happening across the border. Yeah, and uh, Christian, um, I really appreciate what you're sharing because you see on the news, you don't see all those things. You know, you see generally, yes. but you don't see the desperation and even the panic in uh, in which people can run run to with uh, just thinking of thinking of their own safety. And you know, I could hear that uh, the Ukrainian people are very brave and they they um, resist, you know, as much as they can. But when it's you know, you come to those places as you just said to flee, you know, people will just step on top of each other, you know. And this is what we need to pray that uh, God will kind of work in their minds and in their hearts, you know, to. Uh, control as much as possible and what i like to mention here even that lady didn't know that she ran she ran into a pastor which can actually assist in uh, in times like this you know uh, that's what she was asking for a therapist and i think that was wonderful that you as a pastor there you know you encounter uh, with her and you could uh, you know try to calm her down and listen to her and oh wonderful They, they need to be listened. They need someone to just sit and try to understand them. Um, uh, while I, um, I'm doing this and while I'm, I'm talking to people and trying to help them, I always, um, pray and think about, uh, how God can help me so I can be, um, a real, uh, tool in God's hands right there. And, um, After I uh, I end my di- I ended my discussion with this group with this lady this girl I heard her saying you don't know you as not in me mm-hmm. as the group mm-hmm. that was there to uh, help them uh, she said you don't realize what you have just done oh, you have fun. you have literally saved our lives mm. you are angels for us you don't you really don't understand and don't realize because you have no idea how is there yes But and and you have done Yeah, and it's something that our lives. Yeah, Christian, thank you so much. And I would love to hear more and more uh, about these things. And I would like to have you with us back again in the next programs, probably just to share with us. But our time is limited here. And um, uh, yeah, I, I just need to move on a bit. But uh, what I realize here, talking today about uh, prayer, I mean, rediscovering prayer it's our topic for the whole week but today how does prayer change my world and for these people really uh, you know uh, they need their world world to be changed and uh, christian um, i believe even though some of those people may not believe in god and not have an experience with god or praying to god but you could pray for them and maybe even a silent prayer you know you you're able to to lift up to to heaven you know and pray for them and i really appreciate uh, you all uh, all your team there who are um, day and night uh, trying to assist these people may god uh, richly richly bless you and give you rest <coughs> and give you uh, give you strength to be able to assist these people and show a little bit of that uh, you know amazing love of god which um, he has for us all 
is not easy during this conflict and particularly when when war it's and your family it's at risk and you know they flee mostly ladies and children and the husbands left back there and they don't know if they will see them again you know yeah. it's terrific it's terrific but uh, it is christian i would love just if you can in a, in a short prayer because you yeah. know exactly what's happening there would you like to uplift in prayer those people please okay Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the love and for the presence uh, of your Holy Spirit that it, it is in, uh, among us. And now, dear Lord, I am praying for the uh, tough situation that is uh, in uh, Ukraine. I am praying, Lord, for, uh, for peace. I am praying for reconciliation and I am praying for all those that are suffering. Mm -hmm. There are uh, young uh, women with children, there are young families, there are people that are suffering, people that, um, families that were separated because of war. Lord, please bring peace upon them. Amen. Take care of their lives. Uh, show, the, show them your mercy and your love. I'm also praying for the volunteers that are there at the border day and night helping people. Give them strength and give them power and wisdom so they can be very useful. Lord, I, we know that what's happening now, it is because your second coming is very near, is close to us. Lord, please help us be present there for their needs and help us be present there because we love them and we want everything to be fine and we want to be present in their life. In Jesus' name, we pray and we brought them in front of you. Amen. 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 Thank you, Christian. And please stay with us. Uh, you may um, you may want to maybe very briefly share something later on, uh, if that's possible. But right okay. now, um, I'm going to take a short break, but not before I'm mentioning again uh, to our listeners uh, the phone number where uh, you can be part of this program and share some of your thoughts and, and maybe a prayer request. Uh, uh, we'll love to pray on air. Uh, maybe you have friends, uh, family in Ukraine suffering right now. The phone number where you can send a text message, message is 048-880-811. I've been asked actually to say this number a bit more slower than you. You may be able to jot it down if you need to. It's 048-880-811. Eight double one. On the same number, you can now uh, request our free offer, which we have for today. And this is a wonderful book by Roger Morneau called Incredible Power of Prayer. Roger Morneau, uh, he was um, a salesman and it's an author. He wrote quite a few books who had dedicated his life to prayer ministry. A man of incredible faith, when he prayed, things happened. Roger witnessed hundreds of miracles in his lifetime. Some saved him from an early death, but most were in response to prayers for others. Every year, Roger Monod received thousands of calls and letters requesting intercessory prayer. As he shares God's answers, he shows readers how they too can take hold of the incredible 
power of prayer. This book is yours. You just need to send us a text message with the code SA34. SA stands for South Australia, number 34, and this book is yours. Please don't hesitate to request it. But right now, I would like to play a song, Broken Prayers. I've been taught how to talk to you Hold it together, make the bad look better Say all the words that I'm supposed to Bow my head, say amen, yeah that'll do Making every dead end look like heaven Like being okay is the way to reach you But you're not afraid of all the things I feel So why am I afraid of being real? FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today here in the studio is Tracy Papandreou. Also, we had from uh, Romania on the border of uh, Ukraine, uh, Christy Dorgo and um, David Lima, also from Family Voice Australia. Quite a full program today because a lot of things happened uh, under uh, our watch here, um, uh, Tracy. And um, 
we may just make use of the uh, few minutes left, I mean, uh, maybe 20 minutes left or so, um, and look into the Bible a bit uh, for some of the examples. I mean, we believe that um, prayer can change circumstances. Amen. And um, we believe that uh, because of what we read in the Bible, you know, we have confidence that the Bible mm-hmm. is uh, true. And um, I may ask you again this uh, question, uh, how uh, does prayer change uh, the world um, or my world, Tracy? Um, well, uh, I think it changes us is, is, is how uh, prayer can change our, our world. Um, I think... When we get into, when we um, decide that intercessory prayer is going to be part of our lives, mm. I think we're changed forever. You know, intercessory prayer is literally standing in, in the gap. The root word is seed, and that's from Latin cedere, which means to go, yield, or to surrender. And the prefix Inter is between or reciprocal. It's shared by. It's felt. So it's it's almost like me taking on board somewhat the 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 burdens, mm. the the difficulties of 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 others. I think we know that that prayer can change the outcome, and we know that because in the Bible we have situations. Um, and examples of that, we've got Abraham's intercessory prayer regarding the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. That was a situation where God wanted to completely destroy people. Yes. And he said, you know, if there's 50 righteous people, you know, w- will you save them? Will you? And and the Lord says, yes, that's fine. And he says, and what about 40? And what about 20? And what about 10? You know, and because of of um, Abraham's prayer, um, the right righteous people were 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 um, saved so lot mm. of his family and it's had the opportunity to to be saved while you're saying that uh, mentioning that story i was thinking this week about the same story and i was wondering what about if there would have been 20 people righteous there the whole city could be saved mm. you know what the responsibility we have even today to to walk with god because we can influence god's hand if you like Yes, I was thinking on that aspect. What about if that there will be uh, ten or twenty people? I, it is one of those um, mysterious kind of things because it almost kind of looks like a, a, a human being is actually twisting the arm of mm. of God. So I do believe that there are mysteries around that that we still are to understand. But w- notwithstanding that, we actually see that it did have an impact on the outcome. And there's also Moses' inter- intercessory prayer for the Israelites after they'd made a botch of it. And, yeah. and when Moses had been gone for 40 days and 40 nights up on the mountain and they kind of went, oh, I don't know, I think this guy's gone. Uh, what do we do now? And they they went to Aaron and said, make us a, make us a calf kind of thing. You know, and, and the same thing, Moses inter- had an intercessory prayer for for those people because God was kind of saying, well, these are stiff-necked people. I'm going to get get rid of them all. And uh, instead, you know, um, what happened was because of what um, Moses had said to him, he actually says, uh, let me just find that. So it says in um, Exodus thirty-two fourteen. so the Lord relented from the harm which he said he would do to his people. Mm. Now, there was a directive, and in the end, um, 
the righteous had to make there was a decision you know which side are you going to be on and and the righteous were the ones who who lived but one of the big things that we see well we are christians aren't we and so we are called to follow christ and we see that beautiful um, intercessory prayer of Jesus where he was not only praying for himself this is um, after directly after the 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 supper on mm-hmm. the evening of the last supper he wasn't only praying for himself he wasn't only praying for his disciples but he was praying for everyone who would come after and would hear the word because of what the disciples w- would would the word they would spread and then that would spread you know so yeah. so Jesus gave us the example of intercessory prayer there. And you think that's important, intercessory prayer. Can you just uh, um, share with us a bit more on this aspect? You may have some stories to tell. Sure. Well, we see that it changes the outcome. I've just kind of gave given some examples about that. Um, it also can add power to a person's own prayers for themselves. In Matthew eighteen nineteen, it says, Again, I say to you, and this is Jesus speaking, that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they are, Ask, it will be done for them by my Father in, mm. in heaven. So we know that you know joining up with other people in in their prayer uh, prayers is, adds that extra power to it. When people are troubled, the reality is, you know, we know that we should pray when we have difficulties. But sometimes when people have grave difficulties, they just don't feel like they can pray. Yes, And so that's where it's really important for us to be aware of our brothers, our sisters' burdens and be able to lift um, lift them up before God and bring those requests mm. to, to the Lord. Um, also, I, I believe it helps to build empathy for others. It's really helpful when when you're aware of other people's needs and you take seriously the idea of intercessory prayer and right. lifting these things up before the Lord it gets your focus off yourself it stops your prayers from being all about you which you know we're humans and mm. we can have that mm. tendency if 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 we're not specifically committed to praying for others and it helps us to see more clearly the reality of sin in the world and its effects when we are sharing the burdens of others. I know I myself, you know, I started a prayer journal um, specifically a, um, a couple of years ago and it just, you know, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, but it has really made me aware of the result of sin in our world and, and where we're at. Up, up to, yeah. you know, in, in, in time, you know, so. I really appreciate when you say that you keep a journal because I'm really, really struggling with that, you know, uh, that's not my uh, kind of type, but I started to do it and I mentioned just the other day with uh, Helen, I have uh, her with me, we were studying uh, together um, uh, some years ago and we were encouraged to keep that journal and I could see the difference, you know, that's uh, just to pick on that point, yes. but um, Tracy, I mean, just what one quickly to ask you this question what about if um, God doesn't answer our prayers you know that gets said a lot you know mm. I, I actually had somebody who asked me to pray they said God hears my prayers for everyone else but doesn't hear them for me and you know I, I was trying to you know um, add some add some um, relieve a little bit of the, of, mm. of the stress of the person and I said you know God does hear your prayers, and God does answer every prayer. It's just that often when the prayer is not answered 
in the way that we would expect it to pray. Some people sometimes, you know, perhaps in their desperation, perhaps in their their uh, you know disappointment, they express, well, God. God hasn't answered yes. my prayers, but yeah. we really need to understand. I thought it was good the example that David DeLima, I think it was, um, gave us, and he was saying, you know, um, earthly parents don't always give their children what they ask for mm. because sometimes children ask for things that are not necessarily good. Sometimes uh, the, ch- the, the the parent has something else planned for yeah. them, which they think is better, and sometimes it is a no, and we won't always understand why it's a no. Sometimes we can be praying for something which we think seems completely good. You know, I, I have a, a guy who comes and helps me with my garden, an older guy, and um, his 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 wife has been um, ill and mm. she had cancer, and we were praying for that, and she oh. passed away recently. You know, and you know that's one of those things where you pray and you think, well, hang on, God. This was something good that I was praying for. What, why did she pass away? And I really believe that there are some things. It's not until we're in heaven and we're before God that, and we will have that time. Yes, and He will um, explain to us what it, what it was all all about. You know, we have to remember that we have a loving God. He wants to give us the best. This isn't our final destination mm. here on earth, um, but I acknowledge there are many things that are very hard for us to understand when we don't see our prayers answered the way that we would like them to, but we have to remember that God is love. He knows the beginning from the end, and he knows us better than we know ourselves as yeah, well. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, yeah, Tracy, just uh, again, I'd like to mention the offer which we have for today. The book, it's a wonderful book, um, called um, The Incredible Power of Prayer by Roger Morneau. And uh, Roger Morneau, was a, he was a salesman, but also an, an author, and he wrote quite a few books on prayer. Um, he has dedicated his life to prayer ministry, a man of incredible faith. When he prayed, things happened. Roger witnessed hundreds of miracles in his lifetime, and some saved him from an early death. But most were in response to prayers for others. That's a great book. That's I've read it. Wonderful. And that actually does inc- encourage you to start a prayer journal, that book. Okay. I mean, yeah. uh, just, I read some of other books by him, mm. uh, Incredible Answers uh, to Prayer. Also, he wrote that book, a beautiful one. And this book is yours, my dear listener. If you send us a text message with the code SA34, SA stands for South Australia, number 34, no space in between them, not to confuse our robot. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, please do, do that. And thank you, uh, all of you who already requested that one, uh, Wade, uh, already requested the book, and um, there was uh, Anna also. Um, please enjoy uh, the book when uh, you'll have it in your hands. Um, and uh, Tracy, I was just uh, wondering, um, because we have uh, um, not too much time left, that we may even pause for a moment right now and just pray. Mm. I, I wanted this uh, program to focus a bit more on prayer, and we have many reasons to pray, even for things going on here in Australia. Uh, and uh, probably you may be able to share with us some of the stories there. But would you like to just pause for a moment and have a prayer? Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to come to you in prayer. We thank you that you are our Father, 
and that you love us and that you are in control regardless of the chaos that we see going on around us. We want to pray for the people in Ukraine Mm. and we pray that you will lead them through, Lord. We pray that in their difficulty, they will not run from you, they will run to you, Lord, and that you would bring good out of what the enemy intended for evil. Mm. I also pray for those people who have, um, in Australia, who've experienced difficulties with the flood. We've had some lives lost and people trying to repatch their lives together, dear Lord. Again, I pray, Father, that you would be close to them. Again, I pray, Father, that the difficulty would cause them to run to you rather than from you, that you would guide all of those people involved in the efforts, Lord, um, to help them make good decisions and uh, be able to um, work powerfully for you, Father. I also mm. want to pray for um, the Russian situation, Lord. Yes. And I just pray, Father, that you would open the minds and hearts of Putin and all of the people involved in the decisions with regards to this invasion. And I pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit would get through, that your Holy Spirit would not be resisted. And we pray yeah. that you would, um, your Holy Spirit would move strongly on everyone involved in, in this conflict. And I just ask that your will would be done, Lord, because we cannot ask anything greater than that. In mm. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You know, Nick, it's interesting. So much has happened in the last couple of weeks. Yes. With regards to the floods, and I just want to kind of say how, you know, a terrible situation can be changed for good. So I had a girlfriend who spent the night, the whole night, on in the dark, on a roof with raging waters, flood waters mm. below, with no one coming to rescue. Um, I actually received a text message, which was bir- virtually a goodbye message wow. to me. But I pray because this friend of mine only thinks about God, you know, it only comes on the radar when there's a difficulty. Mm. And I know that the Holy Spirit can take difficulty in a in a person's life. And I'm I want to be clear: God doesn't bring these things. It's, uh, it's Satan who brings these yes. things and the evil that, that he pushes people to do. But God can take a bad thing and make good out of it, Wonderful. especially if we lift those people and all those situations up in prayer. Wonderful, wonderful, uh, Tracy. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And uh, as we just mentioned uh, a bit earlier, we're talking about rediscovering prayer and talking today about how does prayer change my world. And Tracy, you share with us uh, that uh, story with uh, about your girlfriend uh, and um, how wonderful is that she had a friend who believed in God that can pray for uh, for uh, her. And, you know, uh, I like to ask you, there are just a few minutes left here, but I like if you can share with us probably when the the role of the Holy Spirit into this aspect because you just said uh, that through the Holy Spirit you know uh, we are encouraged 
to uplift in prayer uh, other people and use the intercessory prayer. We talked about the intercessory prayer. We talk about even when God doesn't answer prayers. Uh, and we talk about the circumstances in which we really need to focus on prayer. All mm. these aspects, very important. But just share with us, maybe even give us an example from the Bible, how important is uh, or uh, what part the Holy Spirit plays. Well, we're told in Ephesians 6.18, we're told to pray in the Spirit. Mm. And the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, plays a very important role. I, I won't go into all the scriptures because I know we're, we're a stretch for time. But um, the, the Holy Spirit plays a very important role because we're told that the Spirit intercedes for us in Romans 8.26. Yes. So we're told that often we don't know the right way to pray and the Holy Spirit, He takes our prayers. He, let's just say He massages them and gets them right mm. so they're presented in the right way, in an honourable way before God. So even the, hey God, can I have a Cadillac? You know, a person who, you know, they might be a baby Christian mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they're, they're on their, their walk. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit will take that and will work with it. And, and, you know, hey, maybe the person will get that, but more often than not, no. But the Holy Spirit may work to prompt that person, you know, um, maybe I'm better off to be praying for other people rather yes. than all of these things for myself. You know, and one of the things, though, that we need to be really conscious of is <clears throat> that we're told to ask for the Holy Spirit. You know, and in Matthew uh, seven, eleven, this is Jesus speaking, and he's talking about, you know, the the, the heading on 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 this area. In my Bible says, "Keep asking, seeking, knocking." And in um, Matthew seven, eleven, he says, "If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him?" Um, I've actually just pulled the wrong quote, but there is actually one that says, "Asking for the." Holy Spirit, you know, yes. so so that's important. Why is that important? Because the Holy Spirit um, quickens our minds and our hearts to pray for the right things, mm. to pray for certain things. Uh, uh, Nick, I don't know if you've had situations where you just feel like you need to pray for a certain person, Absolutely. you know, and then um, you might later in the day speak to them and they say, oh, yes, actually, you know, I was in difficulty, I had this situation yes. or whatever. I believe when we're really tuned into the Holy Spirit, and this is something about getting used to the voice of the Holy Spirit, acting on that and and having that confirmed to us through acting on it and seeing that that, that, that was happening, Um I believe that, you know, that that's a way that the Holy Spirit can play even more of a stronger part. It's not only about taking our prayers and making them right to present them to God. It's also about helping us to know yes. how to pray, how to how to pray, how to line our prayers up with what uh, God would want you know when we when we truly are praying your will be done God you know yeah. that that's that's the role that the Holy Spirit plays as well yeah can I ask you Tracy you may have maybe some uh, experiences and uh, um, 
ways of how you play. Uh, can you share with us in a minute? Well, as I said, you know, in, in, in a couple of years ago, when the pandemic first hit, I thought this is another sign of where we are at in time. I need to get more serious mm. about this. Mm. So... I started a prayer journal and it's really been changed my prayer life incredibly but you you and you know I so I so I I recommend that to people you know because it gives you a focus but you do have to be organized because as you'll see when you read this book from Roger Morneau mm-hmm. if you're serious about this your prayer life, you, your, your, the things you have to pray for just grows and grows and grows and grows. I take it very seriously. Every trader who enters my house to do work on my house, which needs renovation, mm-hmm. becomes, he comes in, into my prayer life. And I sometimes think that's why God gave me a house that needed renovating, right. that I would have lots of people to pray for. But, but when you've got all this, you need to be organized. So personally, how I do it is I choose a topic for each each prayer day so one day it might be um, uh, evangelism and mm-hmm. people who haven't come yet to the Lord and all the efforts uh, all those kinds of efforts another day it may be for healing for people mm. another day it may be for jobs uh, there's I just do it that way and I just have a folder that I add to and I also keep updates so I can see what God is doing because sometimes it does take a long time for things to be answered and I need to know where things are up that encourages me when I see that happening. It's important to dedicate enough time to it. You'll realize how much time you need when you do see yes. all of these prayer requests. So, you know, I try to set, a, set aside an hour each day, um, and I do that in the morning because that's what works for me. Mm. But if people say, I don't have time, I suggest look at your diary, look at your life. What can you pull out? Because you need to make time and for I this. And I recommend that one in the morning. I met years ago uh, um, somebody who an, was an ambassador to Japan, and he was not a Christian. But he said that uh, every morning he wakes up at four o'clock and he prays. You know, he, he put in, he put in those words that he scheduled for the whole day and prays that everything will go okay. You know what? If you do it in the morning, you have a bigger chance. And Jesus gave us an example to do it in early morning. Because if you let, let the day take on, uh, it's harder and harder, but some people can do it at different times of the day. That's not a problem. But yeah, if you can do it in the morning, I thought I'll just uh, emphasize on that. Now, Tracy, let me see if you can in 30 seconds just uh, highlight a few of the things which we just talked today. Well, I think all of those things that I just listed are the important things. I think um, the Bible shows us that... Um, intercessory prayer does make a difference. Prayer does make a difference. Mm. We've got examples from the Bible of specifically things where God actually changed and did things a little bit differently. We've got Jesus as our example, and we need to follow in his footsteps and do what he says to do. So, you know. Thank you so much, Tracy, for sharing with us today. And uh, um, dear listener, uh, thank you for uh, being with us today. uh, I'm inviting you to Join us again uh, next time when we are going to start a, a different topic. We are going to talk about truth in the age of fake news. And that can affect us also a lot. But um, until then, may God richly bless you. And I just want to have a quick prayer. Our dear Lord Jesus Christ, please, in your 
love and mercy for us all. Hear our prayers, which were uh, uh, lifted up uh, today and through the Holy Spirit, just uh, uh, perfect them and presented before the Father. Uh, uh, as you know, we need all of these prayers. We uplift to you the people in Ukraine and the war there and the Russians, uh, you know, because many people don't agree with this war in Russia too. I pray also, Lord, for the people here in Australia affected by the flood and all those situations. You know everyone personally because you even mm-hmm. said that the hairs on our heads are numbered by you. Thank you, dear uh, Lord Jesus, for um, encouraging us and helping us to go through all these difficult times in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'm just leaving you with a song. I hope you enjoy this uh, When God Seems So Near. When I pause in the hush of His holy presence When I'm so still I can hear each whispered word When I pause to pray I enter His I cannot feel His presence When the clouds of doubt obscure the Master's smile But when I'm still enough to hear His gentle been there. 